Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Morris down to Davis. Everybody get a touch here. Rondo up top court. Davis too easy. Murray all the way on James. Hangs and can't finish. Excellent defense by LeBron. Rondo controls it. There's James with the layup. Running the floor and is rewarded. The Lakers up three games to one after a 114-108 win over the Nuggets. LeBron James... Garden Murray and key stretches. It was winning time. Okay. This time, the Nuggets are down 3-1, to one and it's going to be a problem. Right, PK? This is going to be different. That was a problem the last two times, but they still got it done. Okay, this time it's going to be a problem, and they're not going to get it done, right? Oh, I wouldn't bet one of your mansions on it. <laughs> the Nuggets doing it a third time? <laughs> wouldn't think so. That would definitely be uh, a product of the bubble, right? We would dismiss that as a one-off. And this wouldn't happen out in, well, for lack of a better term, out in nature. <laughs> in the bubble, a.k.a. the zoo. This wouldn't happen out on a, in a real NBA arena. I mean, I can't say that, though, because there's so much to be gained by. It's so cool, and I was thinking about this, you miss it, when that team, the road team, gets that split. And then they come home. The energy from the crowd, the energy of the players. So, you know, the Lakers, uh, they didn't get that. They they didn't have any home court to protect, but in this series they went up 2-0. So probably, you know, it wouldn't have that energy. I think that with the, ro- with the lower-seeded teams getting a – it's not a road win, but winning those first two games, it fires you up. Well, here it doesn't really fire you up. I mean, it just there's one, one game doesn't matter over the other. They're all matters of who gets to four first because there's no advantage, disadvantage. There's no psychological game to be played. And even though I don't put a lot of stock in that, the longer we go in the playoffs, it's still fun to talk about. And I've missed not being able to talk about that. I mean, it's definitely an angle, and stuff does get in people's heads. It happens to all of us. We just have to play nine holes of golf to remind us how how easily our brain can be toyed with. And it, and it happens to pro athletes, too, in this case in the NBA playoffs. So I get your point, and I think there is some truth to it. It's just we've never seen – it's so rare that a team comes back from 3-1. to one. I mean, I think it had been done, I don't know, 10 or 15 times in NBA history before. I thought this. it was 12. 12. It's okay, 12 times. And so – now suddenly a team's going to do it three in a row. That seems impossible. And if they did, I would definitely say, well, that can only happen in the bubble. That can't happen in the natural NBA world. Uh, maybe so. We'll never know because yeah. this is what they're playing, and hopefully they never have to play it again. But, you know, they've got some phenomenal players. I mean, Jamal Murray, his his balance on his body that he showed in that yeah. game was really fun to watch. I mean, he was just contorting himself. And, and Jokic didn't have a big game, and so that left them – in a little bit of a hole because he's been such such a big-time player, but he didn't score as much. But the Lakers, man, this has been a revelation for me. I, I did not think Rajon Rondo would have this much of an impact, and i got to hand it to him, is that he has. He's had a significant impact. You know, the stars are the stars at top, the two at top, and they're really very good. 
But Rajon Rondo won, and then Dwight Howard a couple of ball games too. Howard with 12 points and 11 boards. And uh, and I thought he just ran Paul Millsap over at halftime. How was that? How was that a no call? Jeez, he just flattened. Well, because of it, they don't have they don't make calls at halftime. The, the game's sort of over at that point. You know what I mean. Oh, just take what you said. Rondo, one of uh, four supporting players in double figures for the Lakers. Kuzma scored early in that one too. He got there too. So. All right, they'll, uh, Lakers will try to close it out tomorrow night. Tonight, ESPN has the Heat and the Celtics at 6.30. It's Game 5. That series is 3-1. to one. The Celtics on the brink of elimination as well. You got any reason you think the Celtics will come back? Their talent? Yeah. Oh, why? Well, I, I don't know about what come back means win tonight. Yes, I got plenty of reasons why they'll win tonight. They could win a game, but they won't win three. I, I wouldn't put it past them, but that's it's not really the way I approach it. Uh, it's about tonight's ball game, and would, yeah, I think they can win. I don't think Miami's that much better. I mean, they, they I don't want to say they barely won, but they got a heroic performance from Hero, and can that young fellow who's 20 years old, can he repeat that? Probably not. That doesn't mean that they're going to lose. It doesn't mean that they need 37 from a 20-year-old rookie to be able to win. But I just don't. The point is, I just don't think there's a big difference between these two teams. I picked Miami, so I'm going to stick with them. Billy Donovan telling reporters he's eager to get started with the Bulls. I mean, it's an iconic franchise, and certainly to be a part of trying to help build it back up was certainly very, very appealing and exciting. I know it's going to take a lot of work we got work ahead of us here in Chicago. There's no question about that. I'm excited about that and look forward to it. Got to give it to the power of Jordan. The Bulls were largely horrible before him and largely horrible since him. But they're an iconic franchise because they rode him for a decade. Yeah, I mean, that's what it boils down to. I don't know that they were horrible before him. I mean, the, the Jerry Sloan era, I wouldn't say it was necessarily horrible. Uh, but it wasn't to, to the level. But I wouldn't. They're not an iconic franchise over generations the way Boston and the Lakers are. Right. Or even, would you even go Philadelphia? Philadelphia had a couple mm. of good runs. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I think they only got, well, they got a couple of titles. So. Yeah, they didn't get as many titles. Yeah. Uh, the uh, 20 years before Jordan, they went to two conference finals, and that was in Sloan's heyday in the mid-'70s. He was... He was a yeah, key yeah, part yeah. of those teams. And then they've been back to one conference final in the 20, now 21 years, uh, 22 years since Jordan. Right. I mean, they, they've had a long, long dry spell here. Yeah. Which sort of reinforces what Reinsdorf said about organizations. Because they're gone, and they haven't, uh, the new folks, and it's probably been multiples, I can't remember them all have been uh, just toiling around in obscurity and haven't been able to get it done. And so that was the big thing, you know, that, that Jordan series, man, came along at the perfect time uh, and with nothing going on. And, and as I understand it, uh, no no playoff game has drawn more viewers than that stuff that was going on. I mean, that was just resoundingly watched. But uh, as I said at the time, yeah, organizations do – but players do too. There needs to be a combination. It's not one or the other. It's both. Absolutely. Totally by that. You do need both. And then when you have neither, you have this long stretch of 27 win seasons, 33 win seasons. 
DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Trips to the right, an empty backfield for Fitzpatrick on third and goal for the three. Looking to his left, fires, end zone, touchdown. Preston Williams. Three to the running back. Back to throw Fitzpatrick. Throws it downfield, caught by Gesicki. Touchdown, Miami. Miami getting the Thursday night win right there. The Dolphins with uh, Kyle Van Oy getting a strip sack and the fumble. And uh, also crushed some poor guy in a pass rush. He just blew that guy up. So Van Oy's down there just uh, causing all sorts of havoc in Miami. And the Dolphins dominated the Jaguars. 31-13 to the final score. So uh, no problem for Miami there. Fitzpatrick with the three TDs. And they move on. Games this weekend you're fired up about, PK. Well, I'd already Raiders. said earlier in the week, not that one, no. Starting at the top, it's uh, Chiefs and Ravens. Chiefs and Ravens, both of them uh, 2-0, but that's the Monday night game, right? Correct. Yeah, so we got to wait for that thing. The Texans, who uh, have been a playoff team, but are off to an 0-2 start, which you can recover from. 0-3 tends to be a problem. They're facing uh, undefeated Pittsburgh. That's a pretty good game. 2-0 Raiders. And the one-on-one Patriots, Cam Newton. Can he get it done against a quality opponent? Are the Raiders headed for 3-0? Cowboys and Seahawks. Russell Wilson. And I never thought the MVP through two games would be such a big thing. They're 2-0, and they get the one-on-one Cowboys. It's another uh, pretty good game. And if you're looking for Battle of Unbeaten Sunday night, unfortunately it didn't happen because the Saints got beat. But... The one and one Saints and the two and zero Packers. Another chance to <laughs> check. And that was supposed to be the battle of unbeaten. It was all set up. I was really lost there. Then the Saints second. screwed it up. <laughs> screwed it up. Unbeaten's means nothing, especially when it's not true. <laughs> They're not unbeaten. It's, it's <laughs> a great game. I'm looking forward to watching it. Hall of Fame quarterbacks probably meeting for the last time. Now, teams that don't quite have the profile but are off to 2-0 starts, Rams and Bills. Who's getting to 3-0 there will be uh, fired up about somebody. I mean, the Rams were a Super Bowl team not that long ago. I could watch that season. game. Yeah, that game, I'll be, I'll be listening or, excuse me, watching that game for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in that game. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. I got a lot of respect for this program. I was I was at LSU when they came to Baton Rouge and beat us there. And, you know, they beat Nebraska not too long ago. And a few years ago, played Clemson really close when Clemson was ranked high. So they're a program that's got a lot of pride. And I have the understanding from having played against them and watched them play for years, what they're capable of. And I got a lot of respect for the program, a lot of respect for those coaches on offense. And I know they'll come in here and do everything they can expecting to win the game. There's Jeff Grimes, BYU offense coordinator, talking about the Troy Trojans, or as PK likes to call them, the men of Troy. One and zero, having uh, just uh, crushed Middle Tennessee, forty-seven to fourteen. So that's what we that's what we know about them so far. Well, if I'm Jeff Grimes and I witnessed that program, not the same guys, obviously, but the program come in and beat you when you're at LSU, of course you're going to remember that. That's so obvious. 
And right now, BYU only has, uh, what, six of these things scheduled? So every one of them is just huge. The Nebraska game he's talking about, that was uh, two years ago. That was 2018. They went in and won 24-19. Last year, their money game was at Missouri, and they got blown out 42-10. to So... See what we get there Saturday night, 8.15, the kickoff on ESPN, the home opener. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. The media sometimes talks about, or social media sometimes talks about, that we that the conference is doing things because of money. This has nothing to do with money. It was never once mentioned as a consideration. The losses that our schools are encountering, and in particular, our athletic departments, are huge. The amount of money that will be paid as a result of going back to play is tiny in comparison with the losses. It had no effect on our decision. (laughs) Thank you, PK. That's exactly what I wanted to do. (laughs) Oregon President Martin Schell. Yeah, you're a shill. He he knew all the numbers, so somebody (laughs) must have talked about it at some point. (laughs) I was on that conference call. Oh, man. That was agonizing. He looked like the typical president. Yeah. 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 Now, you you Latter-day Saint folk, I love you dearly. You know this. And, uh, you know, most of you, you know, you're you're keeping, keeping the faith. So you didn't do anything... How do I say this? The wedding night was something special, right? You get my point? Ah, that's well, where you're going. During the day, did you talk about it? You didn't need to talk about it because you knew it was there and you knew it was a big deal. Same thing here. Do you need to talk about it? No, because everybody knows it's a huge, huge deal. So to say we didn't talk about it, you didn't need to talk about it. Because everybody knows it's there. And it matters. And why are we, I just don't understand it. Why is that so bad? Part of the reason we're coming back is because it's going to help our finances. What is wrong with that? Who begrudges these folks for trying to make money in college football? I don't understand why that's so wrong, and that's why, and that's considered to be practically unspeakably dirty. I think it has to do more with money. I think that in the long run, they know this has turned into professional enterprise. They don't want the players unionized. They don't want the players to be employees. I think that is looming out there. Also, so well known, it doesn't need to be spoken about. That's what I'm talking about. Right? And so I think that's why they try not to talk about money and talk about health and the academic experience. Any chance they can get pushing the day that they've got to pay the players a lot more money, whether it's through unionization or making them employees or whatever, they don't want to do that. Now, what did you and Honey talk about on your wedding day preceding the wedding night? Uh, We didn't talk. Oh, it's just it was unspoken. <laughs> you just knew it in each other's eyes. I like it. <laughs> uh, we weren't within eyesight of each other either. She was with her family and friends, and uh, I was hanging out with my friend Mark. I'm talking about at the point where there was contact. You were with each other. Well, then we were. In, then then it was a it was a spiritual moment, PK. 
Oh, I bet it was. <laughs> Yak, it's just blowing up in there. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you, Yak? No, I just made spiritual. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> I mean, it it certainly went to higher ground. That's yeah, for sure. Oh, sing it, Steve Winwood. <laughs> you went to places you'd never been before. Uh, so the Pac-12 is back with seven games starting Friday, November sixth, with a title game on December eighteenth. The Mountain West going to be back with eight games starting October 22nd. They're going to have a Thursday game. The 24th is the I Saturday. Typed out the wrong. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe they will end up with a Thursday TV game. That's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, October 24th. And then the Mountain West Conference Championship game is scheduled for December 19th. So, we're going to have Ute and Aggie football. Now, PK, immediately, is this going to blunt to talk about there are people who don't want BYU playing because they're the only ones playing because nobody else is playing. Well, now other people are playing. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I really hope so. That and I know BYU folk have felt that uh, there's been certain bureaucrats who've gotten in the way and have tried to prevent them from playing and with all their rules and regulations. So despite the overwhelming odds that anybody who catches this thing would at their age is going to recover and recover and be fine but you know you're getting all involved in that on that stuff it's up to you people it's somewhat misleading to say seven game season because the title game will be based on six yes the title game will be the seventh game and then to get teams other games and to fulfill tv contracts and make more money there'll be crossover games i i assume there'll be you know, you'll be playing the second place team, we'll be playing the second two place team, two, and that three kind of stuff. Three, yeah. But there'll probably be ties, and if some of that is tweaked a little bit to create better matchups, it wouldn't be sure. Well, I, at that point, who really cares? I don't think anyone really. The hardcore will care, but the casual fan will have lost it because as you get deeper into the season, obviously the eyeballs go to the better teams that are playing for higher stakes. So. That game. No game is meaningless, but stakes-wise in the conference is meaningless. Yeah. There won't be bowl eligibility. I wondered if that was going to be a factor, but everybody's bowl eligible, so you don't have to worry about, oh, no, these teams are 3-3. Three and three. Someone's going to be 4-3 and three, be bowl eligible. Nope. Everybody's bowl eligible, so. Right. Go. So the games this weekend, we're going to have more games, a more robust. Man, if I heard the word robust during that press conference one more time, so help me. I'm Speaking of a word you heard a lot on your wedding day. Oh, wow. That was unnecessary. Uh, you've got uh, ranked teams playing Kentucky and Auburn. Number eight, Auburn versus number 23, Kentucky. That's on the SEC network. Number 21, Pitt. Number 24, Louisville. That's on the ACC network. Number 14, Cincinnati, and number 22, Army. That's on uh, ESPN at 130. So, there are your ranked games. 5 o'clock, the uh, ESPN game is Alabama and Missouri. And then Florida State, Miami. And Miami's ranked 12th. Florida State not ranked. That's on ABC. So some of the bigger games, some of the more notable games there if you're looking for games to watch. Purdue star wide receiver Rondale Moore has opted back into playing for the Boilermakers this fall after initially opting out and beginning his preparations for the NFL draft. Seems like he probably thought, oh, it's a spring season, I'm not doing that. But now that they're playing in October, all right, he's back. I think they should let him come back, sure, yeah. Tennessee has given Jeremy Pruitt uh, and added two years to his contract and a $400,000 annual raise. 
I think when we watched him lose to BYU, we thought, well, there's a guy on shaky ground. There's a guy uh, headed on his way out. But uh, they rallied and finished 8-5 and five after that 0-2 start. Two pretty painful losses there early on, but he turned it around and got a contract extension. So Yeah, good for him. Yeah, that's a win. Wouldn't have, didn't really see that coming when they were struggling. Oh, man, I, this is shocking. It's shocking to this day to even think about it. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. One-two pitch. Swing and a miss to finish the ball game. And for the first time in four years, the Toronto Blue Jays are going back to the postseason. High fives, handshakes, hugs by the coaching staff as they start to celebrate. They have clinched a berth into the postseason with a 4-1 win over the New York Yankees in downtown Buffalo. What a weird year. Three games over 500, and Toronto clinches a playoff berth in downtown Buffalo. They are the seventh team into the American League playoffs, and now it's down to, what, probably the Astros. They haven't clinched yet, but uh, it looks like they're on track for the eighth and final uh, playoff spot. This is our daily update of who's going to be in the playoffs. And probably with a winning record. Probably not going to have a team with a losing record coming out of the AL. 29-28. and 28. See how they finish it up. And it's still chaos in the National League. Six teams for sp- four spots. Cardinals with the best record. They're two games over 500. The Dodgers, 40 wins, PK. A nice round number. It is. They're playing at a clip that would have been an awesome season if they were able to sustain it, and who knows how that would have worked out, but they're on like a 112-win, 113-win pace right now. Uh, Crushing plenty, it. Plenty to see what excites your brain. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL on the road Sunday at Minnesota. That'll be 6 o'clock first kick. They've already uh, tied Minnesota down in the bubble in Florida and then lost to them. That was a pretty makeshift lineup uh, because they're in the middle of five games in 15 days when, when they went up there. This will be a third game in nine days, so there may be a few changes, but probably largely first choice. And Minnesota traded for Kai Kamara, so they got one of the best goal scorers in league history now to spice up the attack a little bit. Six o'clock Sunday night. They got Kai Nakua? Kai Kamara. Not Nakua. All right. Man, I didn't realize he was a two-sport star. He's not. It's a different guy. Oh. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, Ryan Abraham, USCFootball.com, podcast of champions. To talk about the restart in the Pac-12, he's going to join us at 830 Josh Newman, Utes writer for the Salt Lake Tribune at 9 o'clock as we talk about the Pac-12 getting back to work. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.